Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you for joining us. We're happy to have you here. It's a beautiful day out here in the Rocky Mountains, and I hope it is wherever it is that you are. We've got a great topic here today, and it's going to be about leaders. What is it you cannot afford to lose when it comes to those that you lead, those people you manage, even your other leaders up and down the ladder here? What's the one thing you cannot afford to lose no matter what? I'm here today. This is my partner, Rich Barron, and I'm Michael Bailey. We're excited to have you here. So, Rich, let's let's open this up. What is it that leaders cannot afford to lose no matter what when it comes down to being in their organization and having the position that they have? Well, you know, a lot uh, of folks would say respect. Can, can, I can't lose my respect. I can't lose the, the respect of others around me. But that's only a small, uh, a small part of what we're really talking about. So the real truth in this would be what, Michael? What would you say the real thing, number one thing that a leader cannot afford to lose would be? I think when it comes down to it, you cannot afford to lose the trust of those people that you are working with, that you are yeah. working for, that are working for you. It's the trust. You can always manipulate respect, you know, out of fear or, you know, promises about this or that and manipulating people. And you know, there's all sorts of ways that you can kind of twist respect out of people. But if, if they trust you, you will what falls naturally out is that respect. So let's discuss this notion here of trust, Rich. Yes. What is it that leaders have got to do or even must do to get that relationship of trust going on between them and the other people in their organization? This is this is what we call the duty mindset, cultivating a duty mindset. And you look at some leaders that have the ability to cultivate and, and have a real mindset of duty and how to cultivate that. And they look like they do it seamlessly. But here's the trick. Here's a trick. It's kind of a chicken and an egg situation. So the more awake to how many people you're connected to, the more incentive you have to be a trustworthy person. So, and then, and the more trustworthy you are, the more you start to wake up to how many people are actually counting on you. And in turn, you'll realize how important it is that all these people who are counting on you to become that trustworthy individual. You've got to really focus on, you know, waking yourself up to this, this duty mindset and becoming more trustworthy because that's the, that's a simple notion. If people trust you, 
they're going to follow you. And when you realize how many people around you are actually connected to you, how you're interconnected to them, the more you're going to realize how important it is to, to maintain that trust and to cultivate that mindset. This duty mindset is, a, is very important because sometimes people come to their responsibilities. Well, this is what I need to do or this is what I have to do. And you go, go to from a little bit different position in this duty mindset is this mindset that has a couple of sides to it. And one side of it is must do. Yeah. If I've said I'm going to do it, I must do it. There's this sense of commitment, something that is beyond you, something that's bigger than you. It's just not about what you'd like and what you want and all that kind of stuff. What your preferences preferences are. It's about this sense of connection, relationship, and obligation that you have with other people. Now, must do duty can seem kind of hard and difficult because it kind of straps you in. The other side of the must do is get to do. You know, I must do it, but on the other hand, I get to do it. It's again, it goes back to this idea that leadership is an honor. It is a privilege. It is not something that's bestowed upon you. It is not an entitlement. It's not something that you were born to. It's a privilege and an honor to serve people and work with people, develop their talent, produce results, produce you know products and services that make a real difference out there in the marketplace. It is an honor. It is a privilege to have that position. Therefore, you really got to be prepared for it and you really got to deliver on it. This is that whole thing about must do it, must do it. Yeah. And the other thing that's so great about that is if you get to that point where you really habitualize or set, uh, make that second nature, right? Second nature, it's, it's your habit of how you're doing it. This must do uh, mentality, get to do mentality is that eventually what happens is you, it gets to, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to show up. I want to, and I will do it. I can do it. And therefore what I'm going to do is I'm going to start strong. I'm going to follow through and I'm going to finish strong. That's that setting of a real tone of leadership and culture in your organization. And it begins with must do, get to do, so that we earn the trust of those around us. And the great thing about this, and you've seen it, I've seen it as well, is that once you start creating that with the people in your organization, that sense of trust, reciprocation, communication, working things out, problem solving, innovating, all that kind of stuff that goes on there, it's contagious. Because yes. people love it. They want that. They need that. Part of what it, who it is that we are as people is we'd like to have connections with other people, but they've got to be safe. They've got to be real. They've got to be genuine. they got to have, in particular in the workplace, they've got to have purpose and meaning to get the work done. And that becomes a place that's really fulfilling for people to go to and have their jobs and, you know, take their time to, to make the money and do the, you know, develop their talents and use their talents to make the things for themselves and also better for everybody else. Yes. So let me let me ask ask a question here. How vulnerable are you to finding out exactly what position you're in with your the people you work around? Your peers, your direct reports, your supervisor, even those outside of the organization. How open are you to finding out what they feel? their perception of your level of mindset of duty is your level of trustworthiness. That's where it comes down to. Um, and, and finding out, and that's where you start essentially is trying to learn how do people trust me? And on the other side is, do you trust people? Do you trust those around you to give you an honest answer? 
And so that's where a lot of this starts because you've got to, you've got to open yourself up to understanding what people's perception of you is. Now, one of the things that we've, we've run into is it does not matter where you are in your career. It does not matter what age you are. It does not matter what your title is. You know, there's a reason why we call this executive coaching. And, and, and in reality, only 5% of the CEOs in the world really get a positive rating uh, as rock stars. The, the true leaders in their organizations and only 25% get a really positive result. There's reasons for that. But how do you open yourself up to find out how, uh, what the people truly think about you? That's where your trust has to start. You've got to start trusting as well. If you're not a trusting person, that in turn is going to create uh, that, that level of people, that on animosity, if you will. If you're not trusting the people around you to do their job and you're micromanaging or some of those things, that's, that's going to backfire. That's part of the trust. So it goes two ways. So it starts with simple stuff. Let's give them some simple kind of prescriptive things that they can they can start check out. Do I do this? One of the things they can say is say what you mean and mean what you say. Right. Be yes. a straight talker. You know, this is what I'm saying to you, and I mean that. And what I'm saying to you, this is what I mean. So there's no duplicity. There's no secret nuanced messages there. There's no mind games going on. Just be a straight talker transparent, vulnerable, just be a straight talker. So say what you mean, mean what you say. The other one is this, is, is, is this, you know, if you say you're going to do it, do it. It's that simple. You say they're going to do it. That's a commitment. Do it. So if you say you're going to do it, do it, and then do what it is that you said you're going to do. It's that simple consistency of messaging, of being, of doing, and so once you start doing that, once you start seeing that you are a reliable person, you are a trustworthy person, as you talked about, right? Yes. Then it's easier for you to set up a reciprocation. Well, you know what? You'd like me to get that done for you. I'll be more than happy to get that done. What I need to get from you or what I'd like to have you do or something that really must be done here is I, I would you do this for me? And so you're not trading favors. What you're really doing is working at a level of cooperation. It's not like scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. That's that's manipulation stuff. It's just we have a job to do. We have things we've got to get done. This is the must-do mentality, must-do culture that we have here. So let's do this in a way that I want you to know that I can count on you. I want to know that if, if I can count on you. You can count on me, that is, and I want to know that I can count on you. So reciprocal agreements is really important. And as people do that, sometimes they'll, your, your key thing is you, you got to be the person that sets the standard, right? You got to be that person that's delivering like 95, 98% of the time. Don't have to be perfect, but you're really in there. And when you, when you don't deliver, you're willing to own up to it and say, let me correct that for you. And then as they come in, as you bring them in and you're helping them to become consistent in what they say and what they do and all that kind of stuff. Give them a little bit of range here to, to fall down, to fail. To come, okay, let's, when will you have it done for me? Give them a little bit of room, a little bit of play so that they can learn through practicing how to be consistent, what they say, what they do, and what they mean, and all that kind of stuff. It's in that process that you build trust. It's also in that process that you build loyalty. Talk a little bit about that because you do that. You're very good at building trust and loyalty with employees and other leaders in the organization? 
I think the first part of that is listening and giving people the opportunity to fail. And there's something, and there's a reason about that. It's about allowing people a place where they can give 100% effort. Not everything's going to go right the first time. And if they're, if they're, if you, they understand that you've given them that area, that, that place, it's a, that's a hundred percent, a safe place to give a hundred percent effort. And if they do fail, that's okay because we can help them learn from that. That's where success has come from. Successes don't come from success every single time. You can't be successful if you don't learn how to fail. You also can't be successful if, if you're not taking the time to truly learn who these people are. Truly learn who these people are. What makes them tick? And I'm not saying you have to know their whole life story, but get to know them. Get to know who the people are that you're working with. And by doing that, by allowing them that, that conversation with you, making them know that you're interested in who they are, is going to make them feel even more safer in an area that in, in a place where you're at. I think it's, it's just about building relationships. Here's the, here's the thing, Michael. Yeah. If I were to walk up to you, okay, and there's a painting on a wall or there's something, you know, great sunset, just think about this. Now, if I were to walk up behind you and I grabbed you by the back of the head and I said, look at this picture, this is what I want you to see in it, or look at that fantastic sunset, or check out that car driving down the road, what are you going to do? What's your first in, uh, impulse going to be? Kind of, what are you doing? Yeah. You're kind you're of forcing that you're, off. You're, you're, Yeah, you're, you're kind of forcing yourself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's the problem with, with pushing people that if you don't have any trust in their ability to see what you're going to see, to see what you're going to point out. Now, if I walked up beside you and I said, Michael, look at this picture. And I started pointing out the things that I wanted that, you know, I wanted you to see that the things that were important in this picture or the, the sunset. If I, you know, walked up and we talked about the sunset and look what it's doing or anything along those lines. But if I pointed that out to you and I taught you about the things that, that I wanted you to see, what's going to be your reaction then? I'll be a little bit more open to it. Well, what is it that you want to say to me? What is you want me to understand? What's going on here? Right. But if I, if I, or if I ask you to tell me. Yes, that's even better. Do you see? That's even better. I agree. Yeah. with you. There we go. But if I ask you to tell me what do you see and have you explained that to me, then I'm going to also learn something from you. I'm going to listen. That's part of, of that collaboration. That's part of that teamwork. That's part of building that trust and that rapport. Uh, it's, it's the same thing with, with hiring somebody and not allowing them to do the job you hired them for, but it, it, it standing behind them over their shoulder in, in a sense, and, and telling them who you want them to be. Think of that in a personal relationship. You're in a personal relationship and someone's constantly telling you who they want you to be and did not allow you to show them what I can be. What, what's the difference? That's a, that's a big difference between trust and that culture add or culture fit. 
that we we talk about uh, and that that mindset of duty a duty to help them be successful you know this this uh, it brings some great points there and let's talk about something that's just really simply hear about it all the time you know align the organization needs to align the team needs to align and we all need to kind of get on the same page here and yet that can be a very very difficult thing for people to really understand what that means and what are the dynamics and the behaviors of that and what you just did there and explain tell me look you're looking at the picture what, tell me what is it you see when you invite the other person to speak you're showing respect to them i'm interested in you i respect what it is that you have to say there's a sense of i'm just kind of turning this over to you which is really interesting that you'd want to hear what it is that i have to say because a lot of people say well i'm what i have to say i don't have to say but now you're opening that up and in that moment when they when you make that invitation and they start talking, something starts to happen, which calls alignment. We're starting to align about this thing called the picture and what it is that you see and what's important to you and telling me why that's important to you. And they say, they might say, well, what do you say about that? And you say, well, this is what I kind of see and let's talk about that. And now in this conversation back and forth, not making somebody wrong, not having to defer to making them right, but just sharing ideas here back and forth, what you're starting to do is not a, a, not only align, you're starting to create a conversation of synergy. Yes. That's as, as simple as we can make it. And if we learn how to do that, invitation and discussion, sharing without judging, with all those things going on, that's what great leaders do. That's what great managers do. They know how to engage at that level of getting alignment in the relationship first so that they can now take that alignment and build on it in terms of the work that's to be done. Absolutely. I, I agree hundred percent. There's, you know, it's about sometimes we, we get this mixed up that a coach is going to come in and tell you how to do your job. Right. That's not what we do. The assumption is already there that you know how to do your job. That's not what we're going to do. The assumption is that, you should ha have an understanding of the processes and the, the products and the services in your organization already if you're in a leadership role or management role. That's not what we're going to do. We're not going to teach you that. We're not going to uh, point those things out to you. What we're going to do is help you understand how to make your uh, – to create a legacy for yourself, your organization, and a, a legacy of leadership, of altruism, an organization that's going to – continue to grow on that that legacy of trust it's a safe place to, to give a hundred percent effort i trust that you're going to allow me to use my skills and talents i trust that you're going to help me achieve the success you told me you were going to help me uh, uh, get to that doesn't mean i'm going to have you improve the bottom line for me that comes naturally that comes with that that that's a given. It, it truly is. When you're firing on on all eight cylinders, if you are, you get down the road a whole lot faster than you do if you're you know missing a couple spark plugs. That's right. And part of that whole thing of, of working with clients is this. <laughs> it sounds so strange, but it's it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Truth. Most people don't trust themselves. Most people doubt themselves. Most people are kind of, 
if not cynical, certainly skeptical about their own talents and aptitudes and abilities and what they've accomplished. Most people already come from a place of I'm just not all that sure about me. That, that is that is very real. And and in, in turn with, with what Rich is saying is one of the things we know how to do is to change that focus, is to assist you in changing that focus from the doubt and the fear to the more positive, the more affirming, the belief in yourself that builds the kind of confidence and determination that that in turn kicks in and works together for you to rise to that level to be the leader that you really want to become. To get rid of the garbage, we're showing you how to get rid of the stuff that's holding you back, the derailers, the anchors. And as that energy starts stops going to all this crap that's going on in your head, and you have more of that energy to, to focus on what it is that you want to do, with the goals you want to achieve and the person that you want to become, that's where that magic really starts to happen. It sounds pretty simple. The problem with it is this. I was on a, I was on a, a podcast this morning and uh, I was working with some people, uh, helping them develop some, some abilities to present themselves. We are working on just a simple delivery on a message about this is what it is that we're doing. And I and I had I was working with one gentleman there, and he bobbles around a lot, you know. And I said, I'd like you to just take that message that you want to give, just sit still, and just say say the things that you got to say. He says, Do I move around a lot? I said, Yeah, let me show you because every time you said this one line, I've heard you do it now several times. You always move forward. He says, I do. I didn't even know I was doing that. Yeah, you do. Sometimes we just can't see it. Yeah. We're too close to the situation. We think we know when, in fact, we really don't. That's where the power of coaching can really come in and say, I notice you trip yourself up here. I notice that you're kind of doubting yourself there. I can hear it in your voice. You really don't believe that. Let's take a look at that. Let's see what's going on. How can we change that around so that you got more power that you're bringing to what it is that you want rather than power against yourself? That's a lot of what coaching is about. It's how to turn that around to your benefit. Yes. All right, let's take it out. How do they reach us if they want to have that conversation with us, Rich? Well, there is a really good way to reach us. <laughs> Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. Our phone numbers are on there. Our email addresses are on there. Bio, uh, you, can, you can read about us as a coach. You can read about things that people have said about, about our successes and the successes of from ILEC. Go there and, and look for it. Go there and, and take a look, and then give us a call. Let's let's talk. Um, I gotta reach out. We've there. We got a, some new listeners, Michael. Cool. In Shanghai, China. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, Shanghai. Cool. Thanks, Shanghai. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. Yes, thank you very much. So, what do you any anything anybody you got to do a shout out for? Rochester, Michigan. Hey, what's going on up there? Keep a lot of snow out. right now, I heard. <laughs> snow, really? I heard that. Yeah, I, I talked to someone in Michigan, matter of fact, just this morning. And they said it was it was pretty uh, windy and a little bit of snow. So, well, I don't know. Sooner or later, spring will hit. We hope. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> All righty, everybody. Thank you and take care. Until next time, we'll see you again. All right, folks, all the best to you. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, 
you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.